0: again. It's me. Today's topic I'm going to dive right in is about who will I be in these end times. Let me start by sort of clarifying what I mean by end times. I'm not talking about the Christian version of rapture ideology. I'm talking about our current and ongoing state of collapse and overshoot which is based in ecological reality reality of life here on earth and all of the current issues that we are facing and have been facing they have seemed to become exponentially more intense in recent years but this is something that's been ongoing for decades and even centuries and it's just looking more full of shenanigans the last several years. But all the current issues that we are having at this time, COVID, war in Ukraine, are more so symptoms of a root issue. They seem to be separate issues or separate symptoms but they all belong to the root issue of collapse and overshoot. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, what I've learned about it, but less so than talking about my understanding of it and trying to like, I don't know, sell it or try to convince people of it. I want to talk about what that means for who I am being, who I am showing up as in these times because I want to start off by saying that these times that we're in, I I keep seeing this the deeper I go. It's like this glaringly obvious thing from a spiritual or spiritual life perspective. That what we're experiencing now is set up organically, inherently, intrinsically for people to discover an authentic spiritual path within them and everything that goes along with that, everything that goes along with being and following an authentic spiritual path. I don't want to go into, again, I've talked about this in other recordings, about what I believe is an authentic spiritual path. Uh, It's going to be rooted in life. It's going to be rooted in life on earth. It's not going to be escapist. It's not going to be about coping or feeling good or getting what you want. It's, uh, that's not what I believe is an authentic spiritual path. But beyond that, I'm going to leave that topic alone. There, there's other stuff I've talked about related to it. But these times are like organically, inherently set up for me to finally be who I always needed, not needed to be, but who I always needed others to be in my life, not just as a kid, but still. I'm showing up being who I always needed, not just as a kid, although that's really important, but still who I need and who hasn't shown up for me in my life in, in bits and pieces, yes, individuals and groups of people showing up as being who I needed, but not in the fullness of it. Um, So who I always needed is who I already am as well. This is nothing new. This is not a new identity. Who I always needed is who I already am under the stuff and things, under the conditioning, the traumas, the modern life um expectations and entitlements and it's already there who i who i always needed to be or rather who i always needed others to be is is who i already am it's already there and all this end time stuff going on collapse overshoot collapse of capitalist civilizations democracies all the shenanigans are perfectly tailored for that to emerge within myself. And I I feel, I believe, perfectly tailored for that to emerge within any individual who is ready, willing, and able to embark on a life path that is actually aligned for them and with them. Reason why I want to talk about collapse and overshoot from this perspective, I'm sussing things out. I don't have a clear, clarified message to market or present. But I do know from my own experiences thus far that any focus on the doom and gloom of end times stuff, it you'll have echo chambers that build up around a, a topic or a narrative that someone is presenting as it relates to collapse and overshoot to ecological, um, the sixth mass extinction and what that means for people and what that's going to look like as it continues to unfold. There will be these echo chambers where there are people who are like gung-ho about it. They're like, yeah, it's all gonna burn and die and ah, awesome. Or they can fall into, you know, despair, the deep isolation that results from facing reality without those padded coping mechanisms that we have to help us ignore what's really going on but doom and gloom will typically result in a lot of denial and delusion and i want to talk about that because it's completely normal it's completely human it is uh, denial delusion as it relates to somebody facing death their own death or epic death death of of The enormity of life, it's completely normal and healthy even um, for a human being to not want to face truth and reality. Denial and delusion are wired in built-in evolutionary responses to help us survive. We have so many layers of separation from our natural wiring, as animals that grew from earth. We are animals that that grew from earth. We're not separate. We're, you know, (laughs) we just have lives and lifestyles that seem that way, that we're separate. we have all these explanations and beliefs and identities and roles that pad us and separate us more and more and more from the reality of just our wiring, our nervous system wiring as animals. Um, And so it's all really simple. Of course, the complexity of it um, can be complicated, but at its root, it's super simple. We're animals that just want to survive. And we forget that. And we have all these other explanations and beliefs and opinions and experiences that we build up, but at the root of it, it's super simple. So I just have been looking at that more and more deeply, denial and delusion within myself, but experiencing it and and recalling my own experiences with it, how normal it is, especially when it's something so epic and impossible to fully comprehend, like collapse and overshoot of the planet. I've also been learning a lot about immature activism versus mature activism, which is sometimes called by the the mature activists or people who are showing up as as mature activists. um, They're calling it love in action as opposed to activism. So learning more about the immaturity, um, which isn't to say that that doesn't still bring up valid valid issues to be active for it's not an either or thing but there is a lot of immature activism and so I'm learning about that so as I've mentioned in other recordings I have been led deeper into learning about collapse and overshoot this hasn't been something that I would choose for myself this has been guided excuse me a guided thing the current predicament that our world is in and how all the modern issues we currently face are direct symptoms of that main overarching predicament of collapse and overshoot, which is really based in the entire global population blasting past the carrying capacity of earth, of this planet. So collapse and overshoot is the result of, blasting through carrying capacity, and this has been ongoing for centuries. This is not a, a recent thing, although it seems like it is. So all of the current things that we're experiencing now, like COVID, other pandemics that are almost certain to emerge, um, the war in Ukraine, those are they seem separate, but they're not. They're really rooted in this, this blasting through carrying capacity benchmarks of, of living on this planet. I am not an expert (laughs) at this point. I will probably never be what I would ever call an expert about this type of thing. But unlike many people on social media, I'm not going to consume a bunch of content that supports the narrative that I choose or that I relate to or that resonates with me and then decide that I'm aligned with that narrative and then present those perspectives as if I'm a professional scientist or professional in any regard. That's because collapse and overshoot and blasting through carrying capacity of planet earth isn't a belief system uh, it's not an opinion. It's very simple facts. The problem is a part of our unsolvable predicament. Like i said in other recordings I've been learning about, there are problems and then there are predicaments. Predicaments are not solvable. There aren't direct simple threads that you can pull out of a tangled snarl of so many different problems and then somehow have a solution. But part of our unsolvable predicament that we find ourselves in is that anyone can access content that helps them debate any view of reality. We no longer share a version of reality as a global whole. We don't share a version of reality. And these days, more and more, reality is always up for debate, air quotes around debate, mostly online, a lot of online quote debate. But overshoot and collapse as I continue to explore is not an opinion or a belief to debate. Just like um, if somebody wants to debate something that is that is established as reality like the law of gravity if somebody wants to debate that that's not real, that that can be bypassed, that, and and this is something I see in the spiritual community as well, when we get into concepts of multidimensionality, of energy, of manipulating and manifesting, um, it's really super immature, actually, as, as a, any kind of spiritual goal setting to believe that, We can just debate reality as if by doing that we can bypass reality and therefore manipulate spirit or energy to do what we want. Um, This is is the kind of thing that what I'm talking about doesn't need to be debated because it's not a belief. It's not an opinion. It's not something to manipulate energetically or spiritually. It just is. Like if I pick something up and drop it, gravity is gonna take over. If I wanna sit here and talk about how I can manipulate matter and energy and keep something from falling because I'm this mega important spiritual being or God or alien starseed, all of that is explorable but the way that we do it is so childish and i don't mean childish in a good way (laughs) like you know being open to the awesomeness of life and reality and spirit and and that kind of childishness is is foundational for a spiritual path i'm talking about the immaturity that stays focused on i get what i want and i do what i want with no regard for consequence. Anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but this inability to share a version of reality is a really big part of this current predicament and the reality being collapse, overshoot, and blasting through the carrying capacity of planet Earth. Also, I've seen that behaving like I'm a professional and I know everything which is which is really common on social media behaving in that way is still a disconnect from what so many people are talking about meaning they're going about their actions their activism as an individual and me 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 and what I believe and defending what I believe against the other against other groups when life on Earth, inherently the reality of it is cooperative and collaborative and interconnected. So, for any of this activist work, or raising awareness, or building a platform to present a narrative, for it to be legit and actually be the change that so many people claim they want, means individuals must have this transformational shift inward towards the truth of life in nature, which is there, there are no individuals winning. There are no individuals winning debates in nature. There are no, there's no conquering the other in nature. So here are all these people talking about the problems that we face and going about it in a way that is using the same thinking to solve the problem that was used to get the problem. It's a huge mess, right? That's what a predicament is. It's a huge mess that, that can't be solved. Suffice to say, anyone who is noticing the upheaval that the world has been undergoing for decades now, and which has sped up considerably just in the last few years, there's multiple schools of thought and beliefs and opinions about what's causing it all and what could solve it all. But if you're looking to collapseologists or scientists who who are maybe um you know you have the scientists you have sacred activists and all along too indigenous people traditional traditional cultures have been talking about this literally forever not as western european scientists um, but they've been talking about life on Earth and how to be aligned with life on Earth forever. It, it, they embody that. It's embodied. But if you're somebody who has been noticing the upheaval, you know that there's no one main solution or group of solutions and by the way this does not mean that anyone should stop trying and there's more on that later that I have I guess in my notes Uh, because it's important none of this means throw your hands in the air and say fuck it and just go do whatever and get whatever If you're, if you're looking, if you're, if it's, if this is like being on the Titanic and you see the iceberg coming and you know what's going to happen, just throwing your hands in the air and being like, oh, well, you know, just give up and go do whatever. No, not at all. And that's where the gloom and doom can come in. And that's also tied into denial and delusion. Absolutely. So that's really important. But the main cause of what we're experiencing is something far bigger than any one belief or school of thought could explain and contain. So anyway, I have nothing to debate. That's my, my main point. I don't have anything to debate. I don't have anything to prove or sell. I'll also add, like I said, that Indigenous people have embodied this wisdom since forever. The people currently talking about collapse and overshoot and carrying capacity are typically a lot of white or European people from that paradigm, from that culture, who have given um, labels and isms and titles and analytical structure to what at its core is indigenous wisdom and has always been embodied by indigenous, indigenous people. So just bringing that up. Bottom line here that I'm making is that collapse and overshoot this blasting past carrying capacity of earth is the result of individuals within communities who believe that earth is separate from us this is at the the core of what we're facing that 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 earth is a thing to be used and that we are the center of the universe and that is anthropocentrism which is counter to indigenous traditional cultures and also any authentic spiritual path which understands that life is life And we grew from the earth, and earth is our mother, father, sustainer. And the well-being, wealth, and abundance of an individual and a human community can only be measured by the well-being of all of nature, the soil, the plants, the animals. Nature dictates whether the humans are actually wealthy, abundant, and well. But a human-centered belief system and way of life is very different, isn't it? It, it? if you look at the New Age marketplace, it's pretty human-centered. Our spirituality, our modern spirituality is actually not really aligned with truth, with the truth of nature. It's anthropocentric. The way we believe and live is, is, not, is not aligned with nature. I don't care how good a person is or or how well-intentioned they are, if they are adhering to a belief system and an identity that is just about them and what they can get and how life molds itself around them, that is anthropocentric and that is exactly the belief paradigm that has placed us where we are. that that has caused this predicament of collapse and overshoot. I don't wanna, like I said, I don't wanna go into very much at this point, my own understanding of collapse and overshoot because I am unlearning. This isn't so much about learning, although of course that's involved. This is far more about unlearning. Unlearning is way more of a stripping away, bearing your soul. Your true self, and there is a lot of what people would call ego death involved in unlearning. It is not comfortable. Even at times, it can be almost um, insufferable. <laughs> it, it's a it's it's a lonely, painful, agonizing process at times. I don't want to lie about that. So unlearning. Is, is a process, it's a lifelong process in many ways, and I might explore these topics separately more in depth as my own calling, I guess for lack of a better word, clarifies and I unfold into the work that I'm here to do, but I do want to talk more about who I am being in these end times, these times of collapse and overshoot, because here's the thing. Like I mentioned at the beginning, focusing on gloom and doom never really results in anything. Humans, as I said, are wired for delusion and denial. It's healthy evolutionary response for simple survival. There's no shame in that. And no amount of self-help or fixing or healing or therapy is gonna override it. It's ingrained in being human. So anytime someone shows up wanting to have a mic drop moment and make a point based in gloom and doom and fear, they might be saying things that are objectively and subjectively true, but they also are not helping anything. They aren't supporting anything. They aren't cooperating. They aren't collaborating with life. As I said before, I don't, not in this recording, but in others, I don't believe that there are are solutions that will cause quote change, air quotes around the word change, but I I don't believe that this is about giving up and throwing up your hands and just doing whatever. While I don't think that there are solutions that change, I do absolutely believe that there are human beings that can show up being the change that they want to see and taking action from that, being who they always needed. And that is a far cry from giving up, a far cry from that. But if we get into gloom and doom and mic drop moments and debating and trying to like prove a point, that's actually not helping or supporting. That's not collaborating and cooperating. Also gloom and doom, while it can bring a whole lot of clicks and shares, that person is gonna be shunned in these times because people will either go deeper into denial um, like, that's not true what you're saying and here's the proof and I can go and find whatever proof I want to look for at this point. It's a smorgasbord of proof out there. (laughs) You can find anything to to prove whatever point you want to make. But as well as that, and also delusions about why it's not true, people will self-soothe by going back to ignoring what's actually happening. Ignoring the rising waters, even until those waters are at their own doorstep. And I guess the point I'm making is, I, I don't believe, like I said, there there isn't any way to change what's here and what's coming from a purely scientific perspective. And what I mean by scientific, it's not anti-spiritual. It just is the reality of of life on Earth, how Earth has always been. A lot of the solutions out there right now that you could find, that I could find, to soothe myself or give me hope that there are easy solutions and easy ways to change what's unfolding right now on our planet, like techno-optimism, and especially from my own perspective and experience, the spiritual marketplace that believes in some kind of magical 5D ascension scenario whereby billions of people suddenly become spiritually evolved beings and the ancient aliens come down to save us, plus deities will save us. That is a co-opted and adopted rapture or escapist religion like fundamental, fun- fundamentalist Christian rapture end times paradigm, and whatever those solutions that that are, are being presented by these different schools of thought within these different echo chambers, they're mainly just coping mechanisms to avoid reality, and they, they tend to play the, the hot potato shuffle that will deny the main issue of collapse and overshoot and instead stay focused on the symptoms of collapse and overshoot and try to find the solutions for the symptoms while never addressing the main root cause. It's like robbing Peter to pay Paul. How can I buy a little time for myself in my own little corner of the world and the small amount of people that surround me? How can I buy a little time and shuffle things in such a way that's, that's sort of like what we're into. That's sort of like what's presented. Um, and theoretically, and maybe even practically in real world experience, that kind of stuff, what what's presented as solutions might keep the full weight of the consequences of collapse and overshoot from landing as hard in certain ways and in faster ways. But it's all happening now anyway. And it isn't some linear, surface-level, trackable pattern of destruction, it's exponential. Exponential destruction is is not linear, so um, this is actually really cool. (laughs) When we try to observe change, we tend to look at it in a linear way, like watching your hair grow every month. But When we're talking about a complex, interconnected, ecological reality, what's happening is exponential growth, exponential destruction. There's some cool mathematics, mathematical examples of what exponential growth is. So there's one, you could go on YouTube and watch a video about exponential growth, where you can take grains of rice and a month calendar, a 30-day calendar, and you start with one grain of rice on one day and then the second day there's two, but then on the third day it, it exponentially grows and expands so that by the end of the month you can't fit any rice grains on the last day of the calendar month because there are thousands. That's what exponential growth is. If anyone is listening to this and is interested in learning more about Collapse and Overshoot and how it's based in exponential growth. There are books about it. I would say don't do the podcast or social media soundbite exploration. I would say go deeper into actual books by people who are legitimately um, well-versed in these things. I talk about who our prophets are in these times in another recording, and I would really recommend listening to that too. Um, so, current ecological collapse follows exponential growth, it isn't a trackable, predictable, incremental thing. And so there aren't solutions for the absolutely beyond comprehension enormity of collapse on Earth. And by believing there's a solution or escape, we are in denial and delusion. And like I said, it's totally understandable. But I do know that as animals, as human animals that are a part of nature, who are nature, and who grew from this Earth... No matter how separate we believe ourselves to be, even in our spiritual beliefs, set up in spiritual beliefs to absolutely cling to some certainty that we're separate, that we're destiny's darlings, that we're God's darlings. No matter how modern our lifestyles are, we still possess ancient nervous system wiring and spirits. Our spirits are connected to nature within us, and our spirits know on some deep level that no matter how much we deny or delude ourselves, our natural selves, our spiritual selves know that what's happening is truly epically catastrophic. And I have seen more and more that there is very little grounded, healthy, mature, and spiritually focused support in our modern marketplaces for not just preparing for this collapse in a way that is actually aligned with nature. There's a lot of stuff out there that's survivalist. There's a lot of podcast and Twitter bros out there talking about how to survive and how to win and how to, you know, continue to, to win at life. It isn't actually supportive and aligned with the truth of nature and spirit. There's not a lot of stuff out there. So, I'm here just saying that these times are the most potent, ready-made path, spiritual path, for each of us to live a life of authentic spiritual connection and creation. Because a lot of the survivalist stuff out there, a lot of the, um, the hardcore stuff... It's not focused on creation. It's focused on how to win and, and survive. But these times are, are calling for creation. Focusing only on the destruction that's coming and that's already here is just a sliver of the truth of collapse and overshoot. What it is, is it's a calling to all people alive now to return to their own roots within, their own roots of nature within, that they are nature to reconnect and repair their relationships with life and nature. It's ready-made, it's baked into these times, this authentic spiritual path that can lead someone to discover and embody their calling, their purpose, while living in a sense of freedom and non-attachment within an inner self state of being of peace, grace, love, and power, to finally embrace your death and the imminent death of life on earth, not as something to fix or avoid or be afraid of, but as instead your ultimate teacher, a teacher, a collaborator, your death, the death of of everything that's unfolding right now, as a teacher, which can help us let go of all the ways we restrict and limit and remain afraid and avoidant In life to fully live now this is not about another capitalist industrialist invitation to get whatever you desire as I said previously or to further indulge in the lie of limitless growth and material prosperity this is an invitation to live beyond all of that in the actual presence of the holy within which sees every little thing we are privileged to experience in life like the tiny weeds that grow out of the cracks and sidewalks. As the holiest, most divine miracle of life, it's a state of grace, of peace, of even ecstasy that everyone in the spiritual marketplace is seeking. It's already right here, right now, within you, within me, in these times. A peak experience at Burning Man or in the jungle with ayahuasca or with a coach isn't needed when it's already within you and within connecting with what's outside your door, what your house is already built on. The first thing that can bring someone into their own inner temple again, where they can reconnect with truth of life and nature, is to let go of the clinging The attachment to the hopes, the dreams, the expectations, the quote, manifestations that we've all been conditioned to cling to, especially in the spiritual marketplace, that we can have the life we dream of as a separate individual, as as a human centered, me, me, me way of being. This is not only inaccurate as far as how life on earth works again, this is about carrying capacity and overshooting that. Earth and nature is limited and finite. Renewal of earth and nature doesn't follow some linear, easy, clean, marketable structure. It's destructive to believe and live that way. And it will continue to pile on the harm that's already being done and already been done to this earth. It continues to cycle around within a paradigm, the anthropocentric or human-centered paradigm. The spirituality that we buy into continues to cycle within that paradigm that is what has caused our current predicament. If we continue to live as if we are the ultimate center of the earth and it's a thing for us to consume in limitless quantities, which is what a lot of the manifestation stuff does in the spiritual marketplace, we are actually not pro-life. We are not pro-earth. We are not pro-healing, spirituality speaking. It's not authentically aligned with life, with nature, with life on earth, which is spirit. It's not separate. By continuing to believe ourselves separate and entitled to whatever we want, however we want it, we continue to be in denial and delusion about reality of life on earth, life on this planet. You cannot bypass the reality of life on earth because why would you want to? That is like the main question I've lived with for years now on this path disentangling myself from the conditioning of modern life, of Western thinking and believing, including spirituality, Western spirituality. Why would I want to bypass being human? Why would I want to bypass life on this earth? Why not be aligned with it instead? I keep trying to force something that isn't natural? Most of us continue to live in a way that doesn't honor and revere and relate to all of life as also our life, one and the same. But like I said, this is not about finding solutions to create change. I don't know that there are any, and most collapseologists will say very clearly, there are not solutions stuff like capturing carbon, shuffling the debt for a short period of time, like I talked about. It's also so enormous and unprecedented, unprecedented, that professional prophets like scientists, um, they can clearly track what's likely to unfold, but they can't say for sure what's going to happen. And here's where the awesomeness and lack of certainty becomes a spiritual discipline. we cannot cling to any identity whereby we are certain of what's going to unfold we i rather should and this is what this is this is what i'm being or or wanting to be within myself i am going to live to be and live as if the absolute worst is going to happen. And I'm going to live accordingly. Which is not to live in fear and gloom and doom, but to fully suck the marrow from each and every moment of life in such a way that I am nurturing life as me, as who I am. And that has always been the truth. I do want to just wrap up by saying that... All of us descend from indigenous people and cultures. Many of us have to go back farther than others to find our indigenous roots and ancestors. That's absolutely true. And our modern culture has conditioned us, our modern ways of being and living have conditioned us since birth in ways that are so separate and so different from what our indigenous ancestors, our roots knew and lived That reality of our conditioning cannot be bypassed by simply appropriating indigenous healing cultures and, and traditions and spirituality, which is a common thing to do these days. But at the same time, we are also descended from those ancestors and we are all still connected to them. We just have forgotten that and haven't lived in a way that is in a state of remembering that truth. These times are calling for spiritual people, which are all people who are simply alive, as far as I'm concerned, to maturely accept the reality of life on earth, that we have overshot our home, our home's carrying capacity, and there are no single solutions to this collapse, but instead to embrace life by fully falling in love with it again as who we are, And to see that these times are the spiritual path that we have been seeking in marketplaces and from coaches and from books and from events and experiences, seeking our answers and spiritual solutions from other people and products. When the path is already here, it's right here, right now, available to us. The authentic spiritual path that is pro-life on earth, pro-nature, pro-earth rather than this human-centered, usury, entitlement, and hubris. Again, I want to emphasize accepting reality of life on Earth as being in collapse right now does not mean also giving up. But for anyone who wants to show up in these times fully connected to both reality and an authentic spiritual life path and Aligned within so that you are both living your fulfilled path and serving life. You are fulfilled in your service to life. That means letting go of who you believed you are and also what you believe you are entitled to getting and entitled to wanting here in life on planet earth. I'm going to stop there because I think, um, More and more these days, there's podcasts and platforms of people talking about collapse, but they tend to go down rabbit holes that lead to echo chambers of conspiracies, conspiracy theories, survivalist tactics, which can feel like this really gut-based, edgy insight into like zombie apocalypse scenarios, which, while it feels scary and awful, can also offer certainty in the form of more tribalism and identity politics. A lot of those resources are still perpetuating the same paradigm that got us here. If you actually want to be, if you want to show up in these times as being who you always needed, as being who you always needed, that's going to mean an inner transformation that lets go of that paradigm, that human-centered, me, 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 individualistic paradigm. And all the ways it dresses itself up and, disguises itself to sell to us a solution. I think that's my final point. This is my longest podcast. I'm going to be exploring this more because I am clarifying in my calling the work that I am doing. Okay, if anyone has listened to this I might transcribe this and um, post along with it like, um, an organized transcription that people can read, uh, but we shall see. Okay. Thanks for listening. If you did, you're awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Bye.